Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? We're actually recording this one, um, the video, which we usually don't do for our podcast episodes. It's new technology. It's new technology and just decided to do it on the fly. So if you go and you go watch our YouTube channel, you can see this video and I have no makeup on and you have lovely red <laughs> lipstick. Well, I put on makeup. I didn't do my hair. It's still wet. It looks gorgeous, night. but you have like the punk rock vibe with the purple and the like everything going Tell on. Tell that to my kids. Because I will. They They're, don't know. They don't they know don't, what's cool. They don't get it. Teenagers <laughs> don't know what's cool. Fact. Fact. That, is, that is like, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm on that side of TikTok where the kids make fun of me because I just watch the ones of the parents like text I got from my teenager today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there is this great Instagram account. It's called like Teenager Problems. I think I've shown it to you before. And it's remember. just like little memes and pictures that it's like <laughs> instructions for life. Uh, take cereal box out of pantry. Eat all of cereal. Put empty box back in pantry. Yes. Yes. You have shared that one. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> accurate. That's pretty accurate. Except that's my nine-year-old. <laughs> or, or in our household, that's um, like, I don't know, Monday morning at 6 a.m. when they have to be at school by 6.30. Mom, where's my breakfast? I, I asked you six times to put stuff on the Chris, on the shopping list. It mm-hmm. didn't go. You got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's some peanuts in the in the pantry. <laughs> yeah. My, my teenager doesn't even eat breakfast. Well, she does, but she's very particular. So lately, and this is great, she's been going shopping, grocery shopping with my husband. Oh, and helps. then she goes and picks out what she wants and then she has it there, which is wonderful. That's fantastically helpful. Uh, uh, um, Audrey will be kind of um, back and forth on whether or not she wants something. And Robert... It's just kind of started getting like kind of back and forth. I don't know. It's too early in the morning. Don't ask me in-depth questions at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Yeah. Barely awake. <laughs> I am like, do not ask me awake. about breakfast. Do yeah, not ask no. me about breakfast. You're lucky if I got like a top and pants on besides pajamas <laughs> exactly. while I'm driving you to school. So. Well, today we are talking about these toxic stories that we tell ourselves that make ourselves angry. And I think like dealing with teenagers, I mean, this is something we all need to hear because even dealing with kids, I mean, there are things we say that really amp our emotions to like level 10, where if we are aware of these stories, we can control our emotions a little bit better and bring it back down. Right. I think that that's a big part. I just had that situation happen over the weekend where I just got amped up really high, really fast. And luckily I had a good conversation that kind of helped bring me down. I mean, I didn't come all the way down. Yeah. But yeah, you can tell yourself these things about how everybody's against you and everybody just wants to make your life a living heck. And it just, it it isn't true most. It isn't true most Mm -hmm. of the time. And it's really, really hard to realize that. So we have a lot for you in this episode. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. (laughs) 
We're going to get into the three toxic stories that you tell yourself that make you angry because these stories, when you realize you're doing it, oh my gosh. I don't know about you, but whenever I read something like this, and this actually comes from a book called Crucial Communications, which I highly recommend for everybody. But when you realize you're doing this, it not only like, I don't feel a sense of shame. I feel a sense of like connection with other people. Because tell me more about that. Well, it's not that I'm doing something wrong. It's like I'm doing something that everybody else does. Oh, so I'm not shame and alone. It's more of like, oh, well, other people do this too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I could, I could work on this. It makes you realize that like you're not the only one. And and it's funny because like we we know that like Mm -hmm. logically we know we're not the only one that struggles with parenting. We're not the only ones that aren't perfect twenty four seven because nobody is. But sometimes you do feel like it's like when you get really upset and really angry, it's almost like the whole world fades behind you. And it's like one of those movie scenes and the spotlight comes on and it's just on you. Well, I think the stories we tell ourselves, it's so important to know. I was having a conversation with my sister-in-law this weekend and um, she told me, and we're like at a really great place where we are able to give each other truthful feedback and we're both pretty self-reflective too. So it's like we take that feedback. But she said that after every conversation with me about parenting, she felt really stressed and she felt really guilty that she wasn't like doing things right. Right. Or, you know, or like doing things the right way and she wasn't a good parent. And it's so interesting she brought that up because I feel that way too. When I look online, when I look at other Instagrammers, when I look at like parenting experts, I feel that way too. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing it this way. Oh, that's so horrible that I haven't thought of that. I am obviously not qualified to be a great mom. I'm not qualified to tell other people what to do. All of these things run through my mind and none of it's true. It's not true. It's just a story. It is. And that story can like just go off the rails so many times. So I, and I, and I can tell you every, every week I have that same thought process, especially being divorced and co-parenting, like every, every moment of everything, I'm constantly questioning whether or not I'm doing it right, whether or not I could have done it better, or I go back and I look back on things and I'm like, oh, I really screwed that up, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's, they're toxic. They they will eat you alive to- if you let them. But it's really great though to know that they are stories. I was having a conversation with somebody close to me who told me that uh, yelling and emotions, when you yell, the truth comes out. And I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's not true. That comes out. That's, it's the it's the yes, the little petty voice inside you for a lot of people. Yeah, a it, lot of people. It's your survival instinct that comes out when you get angry. It's like that monkey throwing things in the corner. <laughs> You're flinging poop at people. You're flinging poop at people. And I mean, that's really how it feels when you're on the other side of that anger. Yeah. Like anger and emotions and yelling, that is not your true self. That no. is not what you are inside. That is something inside of you that is so threatened and is trying to save itself that's coming out. And a lot of the times it feels threatened is because our brains are so used to telling us these things, which we then think are true. And then we try to protect ourselves against it. But what if they're not true? Well, because they aren't true. Yeah, they're not. They're not true. They're not true. So yeah. So we're going to talk about these. And there are three types of stories that we usually tell ourselves that tend to get us really, really angry. The first one is the villain story. 
Oh, I'm good at this one. Yeah. I'm okay. Really tell me about the villain story. One. Well, okay. So this is the one where like, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, nope. When you said villain story, I thought it was the whole, I'm the, I'm a terrible person. Oh no, that's the second one. That's not that one. <laughs> I'm reading our notes and I'm like, oh no, that's not me. No, the <laughs> villain funny. stories, the villain stories are the people you blame other people for everything that happens to you. And it's we always all, their fault. And we all know villains. If you are a person who can see when you are being a villain, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Because mm-hmm. again, like none of us are perfect. We all have times where we don't take responsibility mm-hmm. and then Later, hopefully, through reflection, we realize that. But I mean, we also all know people that were just like, oh my gosh, that person. It's never their fault. It's always everybody else's. Oh, yeah. I know some people like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But these villain stories are where you don't accept any personal responsibility for your actions. It's always the world out to get you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you feel this way right now, if you feel the world is out to get you, really take a moment and think, okay, am I telling myself a villain story? Am I not looking at my contribution to the issue? Right. Because that's the big thing that you have to realize. It's not that it's hardly ever one person's actions that are 100% mm-hmm. to blame for the outcomes. There's always contributions. There's always contributions. Always. always. Even in situations where like when somebody gets explosively mad at you, uh, you can always look back and be like, okay, well, their reaction didn't make sense. And something I really like to ask myself is what would, why would a logical, sensible person act this way? Like if somebody does something that I'm like, they're insane, they're crazy. Like why would a logical, sensible person act this way? And that usually gets my brain thinking in a different direction. And I'm like, well, I would immediately go to, they're hangry. They're hangry. (laughs) (laughs) They could be hangry. They could, they could feel really threatened. They could perceive something as a threat that I'm not perceiving as a threat right now. There could be some unresolved issues going on between the two of us that they haven't talked about yet. And they're exploding something else on me instead. Or, uh, uh, unresolved issues with other people Unre- they're projecting yes. onto you. <laughs> they could be projecting onto me as well. Yeah, so there's or the other great part too is mm-hmm. the whole you're the safe one. Yes. You're the one that I feel like I can unload on 100% even when I know it's not you because you're the one that makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're never going to run away forever. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day. And it makes me feel energized. Even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too. And I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. 
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. I yeah. hear some parenting stories about telling the villain story with kids. It's they're just, you know, I was having a good morning and they just came down and were so loud and they just ruined everything. Like it's always them. They need to change. And that's really an indication of a villain story because when we tell ourselves the villain story again, we're not taking personal responsibility or acknowledging our contribution. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say there's a difference between. Well, at least I hope there is a difference between your kids coming down and you being, oh my gosh, Johnny was just in a crappy mood today and was picking on his brother for absolutely no reason. He made everything awful today. That is not saying that you're a villain all the time. You're making a villain story of that one instance. It doesn't mean that you are maleficent (laughs) going forward. Yeah. The hard part with villain stories is that it does make us feel out of control of the situation. And it takes us from this place where we could take steps forward to fix it. Right. But in the villain story, we can't do anything because it's all their fault. Right, right. They have have to change. You have no control. It's one of the, I I would say it's probably one of the most scary situations to be in because Mm -hmm. again, you feel like you have no control. Yeah. And there are actual like, sometimes there are villains in the world. But I mean, usually they're not in our family or in our close relationships. <laughs> and there's Hopefully usually, not. There's usually something we could do. Hopefully. Yeah. The second story is the victim story. The victim story. And this like differs a little bit from the villain story because instead of seeing that one person, other people are all at fault, you're kind of saying like the world's against you. Your circumstances are against you. There is nothing that you can do to get out of this situation because of X, Y, and Z. And the victim story is very, very, like you see it a lot. Okay. I'm sitting here in my head. And I don't know if anybody else in podcast land is because this is my first time seeing the outline mm-hmm. of the episode. Um, victim story sounds very much like villain because it's all out of your control. It does. But villain is more like villainizing another person while oh. victim is doing looking at your circumstances. Okay. So like- And saying, I can never get better. Mm-hmm, I can never get better. There's just- why, So it's, it's more of a like a, it's, let's just give- Why try? Just give up. Why? Yeah. Exactly. You're the victim of your circumstances. And sometimes like there are actual victims in the world. Like Mm -hmm. there are. But in our day-to-day life, we are usually not a complete victim. We have more control than we realize. Yeah. Especially when it comes to when you're looking at like your role as a parent. Mm -hmm. Like in your role as a parent, you pretty much always have some control over something. Mm -hmm. So being a, a complete victim is not Victim not usually, normally not true. yeah, it shows up when we overwhelm. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like when you're overwhelmed and you overwhelmed. can't take any more. Yes. And yeah. you're like, I have just too much to do. There is nothing that's going to change it. And then you find your emotions just go sky high because you feel helpless in the situation. Yeah. I mean, both of these stories are all about helplessness. All three of these stories are about helplessness. It's just how you react to that helplessness. With a villain, you might lash out towards your villain if you're... Oh, you yeah. have a villain story. You I might probably get would. really mad at them. Yeah. With the victim, you might... Go down and cry. Go down and cry. Come in on yourself. Yeah. 
if you're telling yourself that story, but it's all about helplessness. I mean, sometimes I look at myself as the victim when I'm like, oh my gosh, my husband isn't home yet. The kids want food. I'm hungry. I'm trying to run a business. I can't concentrate on things. Oh, woe was me. And I mean, obviously it's a lot more intense than that, but those are the kind of moods I get into. And then like everything frustrates me and I get so snippy and angry because I don't feel in control of my situation. And that's what makes it toxic. Yes. And that's what makes it toxic because it takes over you. It takes over your personality, your mood. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I don't know why I keep going back to movies right now, but it, it kind of makes me think about the whole, um, oh, what was that Spider-Man movie with the black, like, the black Spider-Man. The black. That, that like black paint. No, not black. He, he like, he like eats up Spider-Man oh. and makes him into a bad guy. Is that in the multiverse? Like the Spider-Man in the multiverse? Or Venom? Is it Venom? Venom, yes. Oh, see, I bet Black Spider-Man. Isn't, isn't, isn't it Venom? I thought Venom was like a Black Spider-Man. I don't know that, there those a, ones. I don't know one, those characters. There was one movie where like it became black and he was a bad guy. Anyways, the bad spider We'll call you him Bad tell, Spider-Man. You can tell that Brie is not the best <laughs> at keeping up on her superhero movies. But yeah, it's like Venom. Like you just, it comes over and it, and it just consumes you. And then everything mm. is just helplessness. And you, like you said, you get tired, you get snippy and- you just don't you're not able to think clearly in those mm-hmm. situations. You're not able to use as easily your um your self-regulation skills. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's harder to get to them when you're in that in that spot of I just want to give up, everything is awful. No. So, and I and I think that that's a big one that like a lot of us get, like you said, in stressful situations. Like I think as a as a divorced mom, a co-parent, there's plenty of times where I am beating myself up in this whole victim story of like, if this hadn't happened, uh, we'd be in a better place here. Or it, it just telling yourself that you don't have control over things because of what has happened before. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to get into because we tend to get into the negativity loop and the spiral mm-hmm. from there, telling ourselves victim stories. All the things that we did wrong, mm-hmm. all the things that we're not doing right. And then it just it then it just spirals into, well, you're just a crappy person. <laughs> and then on top of that, you're a crappy mom. And it's yeah. They come really easily after those. Yeah. It, it just it just it just goes a little snowball yep. of just crap. <laughs> Piling on one another. Crap piling. I'm I'm seeing a crap tornado. Are it's not a like, good vision. I'm, I'm gonna take that vision out of my head. I'm seeing like an I'm avalanche of poo. <laughs> or like a snowball of poo. We hope down. that we're giving you really great imagery right now. Really great. <laughs> but like something I've found that takes me out of the victim story that I've been using recently is at the end of my day, I never write down the stuff that went wrong so much as I write down what I learned from it. Because every situation, like you can always take something that you learn from it that you won't do next time or that you can change for the better or that maybe gave you like greater insight into something that happened. So it's really like turning the victim stories into positive stories. Um, And I'm trying to think of an example right now about that, but it's failing me. (laughs) Okay. I can think of stuff in business where a launch didn't go as expected and I could go back and be like, yeah, it didn't. But like we found out we forgot this and this and it's okay because next time we'll put this in place and it'll be okay. 
Or with kids, if we go somewhere, for example, my- How about the basketball story? The basketball, the From noise? a couple years ago, like the basketball story, like oh. who do basketball? Oh, yeah. Like my son went in and to YMCA basketball and first time there and he refused to get off the bench and even try it. And I was so embarrassed at the time. I just sat with him at like for 45 minutes. But after looking at that situation, I realized that that place was super, super loud. And it was one of the things that after looking at his past experiences, I'm like, he really has some sensory overload that goes on. He's very sensitive to sound. And we've been talking with him about it and finding ways around it so much. So it's funny that this just happened two weeks ago. We went to a football game and usually he wants to leave the football game at halftime because he's just overwhelmed. And this time I'm like, Hey, why don't we go to CVS and we get you some earplugs and we could just see how that works. He's like, okay, okay. It's not going to work. And then he goes to the football game and he's here and he's just chilling with us. Like he's normal. It's like nothing happened. And I asked him, oh, the earplugs working, bud? He's like, oh, they're not really making a difference, but we can like stay till the end. (laughs) And and I'm like, okay. And at the end of the game, one of his earplugs fell out and he's like, whoa, whoa. And he actually said that he's like, it is so loud here. (laughs) And he put it back in and I'm like, okay, we found something to solve the situation. And it's all because instead of looking at a victim of circumstances, like my son not trying things or even like, the environment's just too loud and we just can't go places anymore because it's just too loud. Yep. You switch it around. You're like, well, what can I do to deal with this situation? And what can I do to find a solution around it? And we found earplugs and it right. worked really well. I love that one. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever 
you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so let's talk about the third story, the third toxic story. The helpless story. The helpless story. Okay, this one is so interesting. It is when we try to predict future events and we based our present actions to kind of eliminate those future events from happening. That is 100% Brie, and you know that one. (laughs) That is me, like, it's like saying that, okay, my kids, they, I always go to the dishwasher. If you know me, I'm always about the dishwasher. It's tragic, like hurt from my past, I guess. <laughs> but, you have trauma from the trauma dishwasher. Trauma from the dishwasher. But say your kids need to load the dishwasher later on in the evening and you're like, I need to remind them to load the dishwasher right now. And if I don't remind them, the dishwasher won't get unloaded and then I won't have clean dishes. And this is what I have to do and nothing else will solve the problem. And we'll end up in a van down by the river. (laughs) End up in the van down by the river. (laughs) But I'm basing my reminding of my kids that I have to do it else it won't happen. And that is a helpless story because you're not really letting things unfold as they do. You're trying to predict the future and saying like, well, it doesn't matter because if I let it go, other things will happen and it's not even worth trying. Now, I am going to say this. I do think that there is a difference between environmental engineering and the helpless story. Okay. So so I do think that in some cases we do environmental engineering as parents and that's where like we try to set up an environment that's going to allow for everybody to be as successful as possible. Mm-hmm. So an example of that, of, an, of the environmental engineering would be what you were just talking about with your son with the earplugs. Mm-hmm. It's too loud at the game. He doesn't do well. We don't get to end up staying to see his sister, you know, perform. So let's come up with something that we can do to, to engineer the environment to mm-hmm. be more positive for everybody. That's different than mm-hmm. everything's going to go to hell if I don't fix it everything is. right now. There is a very big difference in so that. So I just wanted to be clear on that because I think sometimes there, there might, some people might be like, oh, so I can't do anything. Well, no, you can. You but can. when you try to control everything, you're going to control nothing except for giving yourself a migraine. Yeah. Stress and feeling completely overwhelmed and feeling like it's all on your shoulders. Yeah. And because you're the only one that can tell the future. And to bring it back to like the football game thing, that was joint problem solving between me and my son. Like we had tried a lot of things between there. And it's actually the process that we teach in Calm and Happy Parenting about talking with each other and trying solutions. And that was like the third solution that we tried that that actually worked. So sometimes when you do that environmental engineering, when you try to solve a problem with your family, it, it takes a while. Yeah. But we want to get into that problem solving mindset versus the, I have to yell else nothing will get done. True. Yes. That's the helpless. Like I have to do this else this will happen in the future. Mine, I know my big thing is that the 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 helpless story that I tell myself all the time that applies to my family is that I'm the one who has to make sure that everybody stays on schedule because I feel like if I don't do that everything's going to fall apart mm-hmm. and it puts a lot of stress on me and luckily I, I well luckily and unluckily I fall into that all the time so I don't know about anybody else if you can resonate with any of these stories and you're like this is me sometimes this is me occasionally but this is definitely me free all the time and. I really need um, some different ways to kind of like reframe it and to work past it, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But a big thing that helps is just being open when someone's like, hey, I can, we've got this. Or we've got this. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing a bit much and not taking that as a, not taking that as a strike against me and saying that I suck even more, Mm. but as someone being like, hey, I promise you don't have to do it all. Yeah. So coming in and being like, yes, 
and yeah. accepting the help. We all need help accepting the help. <laughs> why, I know, Why right? do we have such a hard time? That is definitely a hard one for sure. Oh my gosh. I think I did it just the other day because my husband asked me, like we, he makes cold brew for us. He goes and gets Aww. bags of beans and he makes the cold brew and he drinks a lot of coffee, like much more than I do. He has a mug of cold brew and then he goes to our favorite coffee shop, Peixoto, and has like an espresso there. And then he has a coffee. Anyways, Lots of caffeine. But and he, we wonder why he doesn't sleep a lot. <laughs> he's sleeping more these days. Okay. Actually. He asked me, he's like, Oh, there's only a little cold brew left. Like, do you want to take this or can I take it? And I had a busy morning. I knew I would have to go out and get my coffee because I like coffee in the morning. And I still said, No, you take it. It's the peach. It's the peach story. It's the peach story. It's the peach story. If you've listened to know, if you've listened to our podcast, you've heard us talk about the peach story. Like there's a peach, and as a mom, we're like, oh, I'm going to give this to somebody else Mm -hmm. in my family. They would love it. And then in that case, in the same scenario, the dad walks in, sees the peach, and goes, oh, I'm going to put this in my smoothie today. It'll be delicious. And it's not saying that. One person is being selfish. It's just no. saying how we look at things differently. So yeah. Yeah. I, and I realized I did it right like maybe five minutes after. And I'm like, what did you do, Joanne? You gave like, away the peach. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was all fine. It was a very little example yeah. of that. But, but it happens. But it, it happens, happens all the time. And it's great when you're aware of it. Because sometimes, though, I can catch myself when I'm doing it. And I'm like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> I will say that's probably one of the best things is having that ability to step back, listen to somebody say something and not take it as a personal attack. That's the mm. thing that helps me the most move move through the toxic story and come back to where I want to be. Oh, you know what? I'd love that you brought that up because I would agree that's me too. Lately, just through through knowing more of these communication things and knowing these strategies and knowing what's going on in my head, I'm not taking things so personally anymore. A lot of people can say something to me and I'll be like, mm, is, is there fact there? Or are they being a jerk? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't take it like before I'd be like, I'm the most horrible person in the world. And sometimes, you know, that's still there. I still do that. And I have to really, really fight that aggressively. That's human nature. Yeah. I think. But you're a narcissist. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're a narcissist. And then you'd never mind. Not going to go. That's a whole other episode. A whole other episode about narcissism. But I, I fight it and I'm able to get through it. So... Yeah, it's it's really so that's a big thing to do is just to hear that to first identify that you have these toxic stories that you may be telling yourself that might be pulling you down really, really low. And then just being able to be open to understanding or so open to people saying to you or trying to help you with it. So those are the three toxic stories that people most often tell themselves. The villain story the victim story, and the helpless story. So if you have seen yourself in one of these stories- Or even all three. Or even you all can, three you can of move them. between them. Yeah. We can. And usually you can see yourself in many of them because yeah. I, I see myself in so many. Yeah. But just being, but the best way you can move past them is by being open. Like you said, first understanding that they exist mm-hmm. and understanding that they aren't that, that they aren't necessarily true and that they're not helpful. They're not helpful. They they're are like toxic. They are the they're the the what's it called again? I'm thinking of the black Spider Man again, but that's oh, not no. what it was. what's he called again? Venom? Venom, yes. Okay. Venom. 
It's Venom. I suck at this. <laughs> we got to get you up on some Marvel. I don't even know that one though. Like I haven't seen Venom. The, those trailers scared the bejesus out of me that I'm like, they mm, no, much. no, I've no. never watched any of those movies. They're a bit much for me. Oh no. So now that you know those three toxic stories, mm-hmm. and now you know that just by being aware of them, you can pull yourself out of those stories and to do more positive things to move forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to fight against these toxic stories. Yeah. And it's going to help you stay calmer in the moment. It's going to help your relationship with your parenting partner and with everybody else in your life. Because all of these things we do as a parent, it's all about relationships and it helps all of our relationships. Yes, it does. All of them. So until next time, remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayeni, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.